0: This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show.
1: It is the Chicago First Podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders.
0: Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. All right. Haima Black with Dynasty Podcasts. We are broadcasting live from Cards Against Humanity uh, tonight going on Facebook Live, uh, which is something that we'd wanted to do for a while, but we wanted to do it right. We didn't want to just throw on our phone and go live from the phone. We wanted to have like real audio and video. So we have our producer and collaborator, uh, Michael Wing, of course from Autograph from Future Factory here, helping us out, uh, bringing us on to Facebook Live. So huge thanks to him for helping us out with this, and also uh, for this last week in Vegas, which was amazing. Um, tonight, I am here with Miranda Garley. Am I pronouncing it correctly?
1: Yes, you are. Hang All on. right.
0: So Miranda Garley, who uh, was a student of mine at Columbia College, doing some really creative work with social and digital media and creative uh, online content. Um, thank you so much for coming out.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was telling you before the mics were on that this was something that, like, it felt overdue to me because when you were in my class and we were seeing the work that you were doing, I kept thinking like, man, at some point we're going to have her on the podcast. So yeah,
1: it's definitely awesome to be here. It's like a privilege. Cause I remember you even did a podcast in our class and I was like, this is sick. And like,
0: that's just, right. I think, did we have Celine neon in there? Yeah, yeah.
1: And they were awesome.
0: Yes. They are. Amazing. I wrote
1: down a lot of things that they were saying that probably can't say, I don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, oh, Actually, never mind. Wait, it's on my phone. Okay, all right, it.
0: that's amazing. Yeah, so I'm glad that you took notes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a it was a great class. A couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Seamus McGillen, who was not in a class with you and I, but he was in a class called Self Management and Freelancing, and we talked about that. And you were in that same class, different semester, and yeah. Self Management and Freelancing. Uh, the way that I always describe it, it's not like the official Columbia description, but I always describe it as like it's the class that students who maybe graduated or left college when you hear them say like, man, I spent all this money in college and like they didn't cover any of the things you need for the real world. I feel like that's that class.
1: Definitely. It was definitely one of like my most favorite classes and I recommended it to everybody. But in that class, it just like encouraged me, I guess, to build my own brand and yeah. portfolio and just like I was like confident to actually graduate which I did five weeks ago
0: which is amazing and it
1: definitely prepared me so yeah I'm happy that I took that class
0: so when you were in the class uh the way that this class works is it's very much a class that's showcased that's built around each student's individual creative work it's not us studying something else that has nothing to do with you guys it's like you guys are actually showing your creative brand Um, and so, you know, I got a sense for like what you were doing then, which is a lot of like YouTube and and Instagram and social work, but I'll let you kind of explain it. But yeah, when I was seeing that, I definitely had in my head, like at some point we're going to have you on. Um, and it took a while, but we did. So why don't you bring us in for anyone who's not familiar, uh, with what you do and kind of the kind of work that you create?
1: Yeah. So back in probably like 2009, 2010, I started YouTube back when everybody was kind of starting and it it wasn't as big as it is now. Um, And that channel no longer exists, but I picked it up back up freshman year of college. And I mean, it just, it changed the way I looked at like what I wanted to do with my life. And I built my own brand and Uh, It started as like fashion and beauty, and then it changed into fitness and health. And uh, I I just love it. I upload videos and create content, and I love what I do. And I'm able to connect with people all around the world that have similar interests as me. and through that I started using other social media platforms like Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and it wasn't until you and then a couple other teachers at Columbia who were like you can like make this your job after college like you can even start now which encouraged me to start freelancing and I started helping other brands and even people in class uh, with their social media which was great and that's what I'm doing now after college I'm still uploading videos to YouTube and freelancing on the side and it's great I love what I do which is what Columbia always preached to us
0: that's amazing yeah okay so this is a great commercial for Columbia (laughs) oh yeah but that's that all that's awesome to hear and I'm a big believer in that class it's my favorite class that I get to teach because it's something that uh, on my end I kind of have gone through a similar journey where like uh you know like doing the podcast that was now it's not so much like dynamic brave idea to do a podcast because like it's a pretty accepted thing, but like ten years ago, nobody knew what that was. And I was like, no, I kind of want to like I didn't know words like branding and stuff, but basically, I like I wanted to build my own operation, you know. Um, so when I see the spirit of self management and freelancing, and I see students like yourself and so many others, I'm always really excited because I'm like, this is that class. Like I wish I had that class ten years ago. Um, so you gave us a lot to unpack with what you're doing with YouTube. Let's start with YouTube, though. You have this channel. What's the URL?
1: The URL uh, is youtube.com/slash, Miranda Marie channel.
0: Okay, yeah. that's pretty easy. Yeah. Okay, Miranda Marie channel. <laughs> um, what was it about YouTube? Because there's so many social channels. There's Twitter. There's Instagram. There's Vine. There's all sorts of things. Um, yeah. Friendster. Like, what was it about YouTube that appealed to you and became a channel where you really were able to connect?
1: Yeah, it's actually funny. I was searching a music video on YouTube when it first started and came across this other youtuber who was just uploading videos in her bedroom of her doing her makeup and I was like this is sick like I'm I love fashion and beauty and it was a creative outlet for me to up like talk about it all day because after a while my family and friends are like okay like enough fashion talk and so it's just (laughs) like my place to do whatever I want and I also got to learn so much because I do the editing, the uploading, the promoting. Uh, For my channel, I'm like a one-man team, wear many hats, and it just like overall taught me so much. And so like that's why I love YouTube. And again, it's just like, video content that you can even promote on other social media platforms but it is introduced me to so many things and people like my best friends i've met through social media and youtube and it's just a great community and i wanted to be a part of it and it's great to be a part of it so
0: so that was going to be my next question is like all the work you're doing with this like you're doing yourself you're editing you're not outsourcing any of this what are the challenges that come with that in like, cause I know with the podcast, like the editing, the formatting, the blah, blah, blah. I'm not complaining, but it is, it's a job. It's, it's work. So what are the challenges that come with doing visual content and, and not just like random visual content, but like really building an identity and a voice with that on YouTube?
1: Yeah. Um, so some of the challenges was even getting comfortable in front of the camera. Uh, my family, everybody says, if you go back to your first video, you can totally tell that you've it helped me grow confidence I used to be a very shy little girl and so it really helped me get out of that and i have a
0: hard time believing. i'm just going to interrupt <laughs> you for a second because if i remember correctly when we were in class you were always raising your hand and you were always contributing you were was, outspoken
1: if it's stuff i love like i can just go on you need to stop me from talking but you know if i'm in a history class giving a presentation i don't want to talk about it <laughs> but um yeah that was one of the biggest challenges and then also just i guess the process of learning everything because I started with a flip camera.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember those.
1: I'm trying to keep up with like the latest and greatest equipment and how to be interactive and the editing. It's like a lot of cuts so that you keep people's attention. Um, and then another challenge I face is being in Chicago. I mean, the biggest YouTubers are in New York and LA mm-hmm. and there's the YouTube creator. They like the conventions. And, and, yeah. yeah, and so being in Chicago... Um, That's kind of been a challenge, but it's allowed me to meet other Chicago YouTubers, and there's a great community here that I hope grows and continues to get press and coverage and um, people just, like, notice, take notice of it.
0: So with there being less YouTubers here in Chicago, do you feel like that helps or hinders you? Because, like, you know, like, this is my thought. I always feel like for students who move to New York and L.A., like, there's, of course, a million advantages to that, but I'm also like, there's a real risk of, like, getting lost in that, larger pool. Yeah. Um, So does it help, do you think, or hurt for you to be in Chicago? Both. Okay. It's
1: helped keep me, I mean, I've seen it on YouTube, just what you said, and I fear that, of getting lost. And so I think being in Chicago, I mean, it is a great city, I'm biased, but um, it keeps me like level-headed, it keeps me creative, and I feel like I'm showing people things they haven't seen before. Yeah, because you do see a lot of New York and LA in people's vlogs, and uh, so yeah,
0: I do feel like Chicago is underrepresented in a lot of those spaces. And and again, my personal viewpoint is that like I think mean, if you stay in Chicago, and even if you you leave later, but like you stay in Chicago and build, it's easier I think to stand out here. Oh, I think it's easier to sure. get in front of people because there's less, you know, there's kind of just less people doing. It. A lot of those people go to New York and LA. Yeah, um, so you're on YouTube, you're creating content. It's really fat. It's Built around like lifestyle, some health, some fitness, some fashion. Right? Those are kind of the big themes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do people connect to that? Because I feel like those are all themes that like you know are great on a visual platform.
1: Yeah. So for fashion, I do how to style videos. So mm-hmm. I always my goal on my channel is to help people. And so with how to style, I will take whatever trend there is that season and show people how to style it a couple different ways, um, so that they can you know rocket and then with beauty or um with like hair it's usually a tutorial on how to do whatever also is trending um those trending topics seem to get a lot of hits on youtube sure and then with health and fitness which is i started probably two years ago now and that is my those videos get the most views um and that's what i'm mainly focusing on now but health tips i mean everybody wants to live a healthy lifestyle and wants to know the secrets and i mean on my channel there's no quick fixes i give the honest truth um, it's not sh- that
0: tea that you see on Instagram?
1: Oh, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it's. I try to be as raw and honest as possible and try to be as transparent so people can actually relate. Um, and, I mean, I get some of the best emails from my viewers and say that I help them, and they've struggled with eating habits or fitness and so or body image even. And so, yeah. Yeah. Fitness it's- is, like, my main focus right now, and I love
0: it. And, and you, like, something you did, like, That's not so much a thing related to, like, your channel necessarily, but, like, you did that whole run up the uh, Sears Tower steps, right?
1: Yeah. I'm actually doing it again in November. That is... You should join. It would be great. Oh,
0: (laughs) That would kill me. Yeah, it was. That's not a joke. That would kill me.
1: (laughs) It was intense. Uh, I found out about it a couple, like a month beforehand. I was like, this is great content for my channel. And I got a GoPro strapped to my chest. I also trained beforehand, but, and I just like climbed the tower, which is like 2,000 steps and 103 floors. I did it in like 23 minutes. I was, I, I swear I blacked out like halfway through it. Like I watched the footage. I was like, I don't remember any of this, but it was great.
0: That's insane. Yeah. To me, like, that's unfathomable. Like, to, to put some perspective in this, at Columbia College, sometimes the elevators will be down, sometimes it really full, and I got to get there at 3.30 or 12.30 or whatever. I so, like, them. I have to be in the classroom regardless at 12.30 or 3.30, 6.30, whatever it is. So if the elevator's down, I got to take those stairs. You've never seen a sadder sight <laughs> than me walking into the classroom after I go up seven flights of stairs. You know when
1: someone took those stairs up to the class. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, I mean-
0: and I see, like, young people, and I'm like, don't don't get old don't get it just it's bad
1: yeah well even like the polk stairs off the red line i always struggle oh, yeah. up those and everybody gives me crap now because they're like you did the stairs tower like you climbed that like you shouldn't be struggling i'm like listen
0: <laughs> it's always
1: going to be difficult but and even the best thing about that like promoting it on youtube i was able to raise i think about six hundred dollars that's amazing that went to the rehabilitation institute of chicago so it was like a great cause that i got to share with my viewers and make some content out of it
0: and that's an amazing accomplishment on all levels like physically and then and of course uh, philanthropically as well uh let's talk about the instagram. So you have this instagram yeah. channel as well it to me feels like an extension of your youtube right for Would sure you say they kind of coexist yeah or like yeah
1: basically i mean youtube is i say my diary i'm documenting my life in video form but then on instagram it's in photos and you can share your story on there and have an aesthetic and, you know, connect with people again all around the world that have a similar interest with you. And I, yeah, YouTube is my first favorite platform then Instagram is second.
0: So your Instagram channel, something I think that's interesting is you really stress that with Instagram you're using like some strategies or some techniques, uh, that have grown your engagement, grown your interaction, grown your likes, your, your audience. Um, And if you don't want to share your secrets, that's fine. But, like, I guess give us some insight into, like, what you're doing or how that works, however much you can tell us. Yeah,
1: I can definitely share some secrets. I got some other, like, really great secrets. If you guys want to reach out, I can share them with you Um, because I do that on site as a freelance. But um, so I just, with everything I've taught myself, I've also been doing a lot of online classes to learn more about strategies. And so it's all about creating aesthetics, so using the same filters and... Uh, like I, one of my biggest secrets is flat lays. They get so many likes on Instagram. And so I just go to CVS, get a, um, poster board for a dollar, lay all my stuff on there. So fitness, shoes, whatever, take photos, post it on Instagram. And so, everybody's like, where do you have a white countertop in your house? I'm like, it's paper. Like, are you get marble paper to get that aesthetic there too? So that's one of my biggest secrets.
0: So with this flat lay, like, that's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, like an overhead shot of yeah. like, yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. That's one of
1: the biggest questions: How I take those photos? Because a lot of the fashion bloggers do that. Yeah. So yeah, just go to CVS, get your favorite color paper.
0: But that's like a three dollar solution.
1: Yeah. But definitely. like nobody's
0: think that's amazing. So you're doing this uh, social work, which I'm older. That sounds like it. You're like working with children, <laughs> but you're doing social media work uh, yeah. with YouTube, with Instagram, and you are, like you said, you're starting to bring this out as like kind of some kind of consulting work as well, right? Yeah. What can you say about that? And like, and how did you? I guess first approach that? Because I think at any age, that's a daunting thing to go into a room and say, hey, I'm an expert on this. Here's my rate. Let me help you.
1: Yeah. Well, what sh- actually started all this is I. you asked us, does anybody want to share their like social media with the class? And I, I did. And uh, Ryan from our class actually came up to me and he was like, hey, I'm in a band, Hydrangea Benison, and we want to build our social media presence. Can we sit down and talk? And I was like, sure. So I just sat down with him and I was like, this is what I'm doing. And he applied it like full force, like gave it his all. And in I think about four months, increased his following on Instagram by 500 percent. Like every week, I was like, "Why is your following going up like crazy?" He's like, "I'm just doing what you told me." And it, and then everybody was like, "Whoa! Like, can you help me?" And I was like, "Okay, like I actually I could actually do this as a job and make money and help people, which is what I overall want to do." But if and it's that's the dream related to social media, like it's my passion. And so, yeah, that's what actually started all of this. And so I've acquired many different clients in different industries and just helping them build a presence whether they're on the internet or not. And so far it's going great.
0: So, you know, I don't know if you can name people specifically or like organizations, but like what kind of... Um, what kind of brands or, or businesses or individuals or entrepreneurs are you connecting with? Like what industries are they in? What What can you tell us about like your client base?
1: Yeah. So Hydration to Benison, which was basically my first client was in the music industry. And then I'm helping some other YouTube influencers who are in the fitness industry because um, they are trainers and they want to get more clients. So I'm helping them with Uh, that. And then I also acquired a furniture store in Naperville and they had absolutely, they weren't on the map whatsoever. So I've put them on the map. They're on every social media platform that there is. Uh, And so, yeah, different industries. it's fun to like experience because I've never knew anything about furniture, and now I, I know a lot.
0: Well, I was going to say, like, is that exciting when you get like a brand or a business that's like a blank slate? They have no presence, and then you're like, well, oh, I get to build this whole thing from scratch. Oh
1: yeah, no, it's like, what can I do? Like, you get to just like be as creative as you want and. There's basically, with social media, there's, of course, rules, but there really is no rules. Like, every day there's something new. So I want to figure out what there is and how can I apply it and how can I interact with people. So, yeah, it's great when I get a new client because I'm like, okay, I get to learn something new. Like, I just graduated college again, but the learning never stops.
0: Yep, that's very true. And that's something I stress in the class is, like, I'm 33. I, I read. I probably read more now than I ever have in my life. You know, like, I'm on... Wall Street Journal, Forbes, list goes on and on, all the stuff that I kind of showed in our classes. But like, I'm reading that stuff every day because you know what? There's some 16 year old who is way smarter and way savvier than I am, and if I want to stay in the game, like, I never look at it like, oh man, I've been doing this two decades. I'm just, like, no, yeah. I am always learning every day just to even stay in the conversation. So on that note, with with how quick social media moves, how quick so digital media moves. All the new platforms, all the new hardware, all the new software, all the new apps, all of these things. Like, how do you stay, A, current, and B, competitive when things are literally being reinvented like every afternoon?
1: Yeah, I mean, and I always was told, oh, oh, you're the millennial, like, you know everything about social media, but. I mean, there's this new music app that my cousins, I just saw them the other day and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm on this app. And I'm like, I've never heard of it before. And they're like, I have like a hundred followers. I'm like, what? Yeah.
0: And so they Anything showed me- It helps it. if you have like young cousins. Yeah, but so
1: they showed me and I was like, how'd you do that? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's happening to me. And so, yeah, I need to figure that stuff out. <laughs> but it,
0: it gets worse. <laughs> I really try to
1: like stay up with everything. I mean, Instagram and their new updates, it's mm-hmm. definitely changed the game of Instagram and how you gain followers. And then with YouTube, it's just you need to stay original, which is hard with all these people also creating content. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it's just about, like, paying attention to what's going on, try to be a couple steps ahead. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. A couple more questions because this has been awesome. A, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, like, and, you know, uh, kind of acquire your services for digital, social, video, like photos, any of this – Are you looking for more clients, and how can they reach you?
1: I am looking for more clients, and they can reach me. uh, Just email me at MirandaGardley at gmail.com or reach out to me on Instagram, Twitter, at MirandaGardley. And yeah, I can't wait to work with more people.
0: Right on. And then, you know, final question, um, what advice would you give for anybody who's listening to this, watching this on Facebook, anything like that, who maybe is thinking like, hey, one day I would like to be doing this, or like, hey, I think I might be good at social, but I'm kind of shy, or I haven't started yet, or like, you know, what's that advice you would give to anybody who's in, who wants to get to the position you're in?
1: I got two, actually. It's very simple. Social media is free, so just do it. Like, join. Create an account, and then just keep posting. Because if you keep posting, no matter if it's YouTube or Snapchat or Instagram, like, you're going to gain a following. You're, it's all about that engagement. So, yeah.
0: And you'll get better oh, the yeah. more you do it.
1: Oh, for sure. If you go back yeah. to my first video again or my first post on Instagram, yeah, don't do that. But I've come <laughs> a long way, and you will too.
0: So kind of final thought on this, because this has been amazing. It's like something we do uh, that Michael and I produce a lot together uh, is we we do a lot of workshops and panels with Dynasty Podcasts. And I would love to, like in the fall or something, do some kind of like social consulting or, you know, something something themed along those lines, like get you here where it's not just the three of us in a room but we're at one of the venues around the city like some kind of nice hotel restaurant wherever it is office um and we have a live audience and you're able to share a lot of what you know with kind of a live group i don't know if you have any interest in that
1: uh definitely i actually did my first panel like last month that's right yeah we need to talk about that and i love it again i used to be really shy when i was younger i can't believe i spoke like to a public audience it was crazy but i it was thrilling.
0: So, okay, on that note, um, the panel you're referencing, that was a few months back during the spring 2016 semester at Columbia College, and what had happened, and I'm not trying to claim credit on your thing, but like <laughs> No, the, you've helped the,
1: me out so much. Claim credit. I mean, I can't thank you enough for all no,
0: that. No, 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 Like you, okay, sidestepping the story for a second, I, I love being at Columbia because genuinely the, the talent between the faculty and And the students is, like, staggering. Oh, yeah. And it makes me, every day, want to up my game and get better and better at what I'm doing because the faculty is so skilled. Uh, You know, I could list all the people I work with in my department, but, like, they're so skilled. They're doing their work currently. They're not like, oh, 20 years ago I was in the industry. Like, these are people who are taking meetings like Billboard or Spotify over the weekend and then coming to teach class. And then the students at Columbia are so inspiring because you guys are younger than I am, and You have all sorts of ideas I would have never thought of. You're doing projects that I don't know about. Um, And so that, to me, is very inspiring as well. So with regards to that panel you're talking about at Columbia, it was a few months back and I forget who, someone, you know, being a faculty at Columbia, we get a lot of emails from different administrators, different departments, and they said, hey, we want to do, it might have been the Portfolio Center, maybe, um, but they said, hey, we want to do a women entrepreneurs panel. Does anyone know any entrepreneurial female students that would be a good lead on this? And I recommended you and Audrey Sutherland, who is our primary um, executive producer on the podcast, and then they went to both of you. And I was really excited. So I, I sat in on that panel and you guys killed it, you and Audrey. So that was so cool to see.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, being like moderating, that was awesome. But then actually a couple weeks after that, I was actually a panelist.
0: Right on. Of a panel
1: at Columbia. It was for like a networking uh, video event. Event I think. And they did a panel with a bunch of other Chicago YouTubers. And we actually got to talk to the audience about YouTube and being in Chicago, and that sparked that interest. So yeah, if there's any panels in the future, like hit me up. Right on. I will be there.
0: We do that stuff all the time. Um, so we should talk off mic. But I love doing that kind of stuff, and and people really connect to it because it's not about listening to me. It's about like getting four great you know, speakers for whatever topic is at hand, and then the audience gets to learn from them. And people love that, you know. Um, give us the website, URL, uh, YouTube, all that stuff again.
1: Yeah. Check me out at youtube.com slash Miranda Marie channel, and then on all social media platforms, it's just at Miranda Gardley.
0: Love it. Uh, Miranda Gardley, this was overdue. Thank you so much for coming up. Thank I you really for having appreciate me. it. Yeah. If you want to hang out for a little bit, that'd be awesome. I'm definitely gonna hang out, yeah. Right on. Keep me updated with what you have going on. We'll continue the conversation in the future.
1: You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast.
0: Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.